Okay, it's recording. Yay! Oh, I'm stretching in a weird way. That sounds lovely. We were talking yesterday, weren't we, about how I drove for hours and hours and hours and then mm. immediately flung myself in front of a microphone to do a corporate thing, narration thing. And my voice was so tired. It was all like achy and strainy and I had to do it three times because I kept like hearing the strain in my voice, which probably just made it worse. Nick Redman, yeah. voice coach. What was happening? <laughs> um, I love how dramatic you make the process of doing a corporate sign, by the way. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> like, oh, whoa. Driving oh. for hours and hours and flinging yourself in front of a microphone. <laughs> Maybe the entire approach just needs to calm down. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I think what you That's point it. out is an interesting thing to do with physical connection. Like, you know, when you're in the car and depending on the sort of drive you're doing, it might be a stressful one or a quick one or you don't know where you're going or what have you. And we're sort of hunkered in the car with our <laughs> breath kind of smushed up and our shoulders hunched over and our necks mm. and our chins sort of pointing forward. And also I have the foresight of having sat next to you in a car quite a lot so I know oh, you're yes. I know you're like driving pose I was, I'm right up against you're the steering right up wheel there, mate. yeah <laughs> you're right up there your chin's peering forward. over like yeah. a little old lady <laughs> who said that <laughs> yeah so um, I reckon it's definitely something to do with some excess tension in the shoulders mm. and the neck I've been doing a lot a of like shoulder stretching lately. Like I'm reading Patsy Rodenberg's what's it called? Presence. What's, it, what's the voice? Yeah, the right presence. Uh, it's presence. That's, that's the one at the moment. And, and and one of the things she says is get photographs of yourself mm. uh, that other people have taken when you didn't know a photograph was being taken. Because obviously, if I know a photograph's being taken, I stand the heck up. But otherwise, I'm over. I'm hunched over all the time. I'm rounded, rounded shoulders right in front of me. Uh, so that's what I've been trying to think about a lot recently. It's like just stretching them back and swinging round and round and just getting to a, a more sort of balanced central point with my own shoulders. Yeah, yeah. remember also that it's not, those things aren't just about the shoulders. It's about the alignment from the ground up. So you have to sort mm. of revisit everything. So you have to think about... Yeah, I'm not, I've not read all the book yet. I, oh, read, no. I just read the, I read the chapter about like, look at photographs of yourself and be horrified. That's the chapter <laughs> I read. <laughs> what a lovely chapter. <laughs> no, but it's important to point out like that the, the shoulder stretches is great and brilliant. But if there's something going on in the rest of the body in terms of hips or knees locking or feet not being hip width or you know sitting on into one hip rather than both hips oh, in a balanced no, fashion um, yes. there's probably something else that's impacting right well I, I'm going to carry on reading and then hopefully everything will be fine yeah you'll yeah. be grand and you've always got me here love I have I know I'm yeah. look I'm using all of this entire introduction to our bonus episode just to get personal support from my own personal voice coach so <laughs> selfish so selfish sorry sorry so <laughs> well actually no there is one more thing we should say before we kick off what this bonus episode is all mm. about and that is that we are running a competition at the moment for the last seven tickets to our live episode it's pretty exciting nick what can you remember about it about the live episode <laughs> yeah, um, about the tickets in the competition and <laughs> well that we're really excited that we're actually doing it <laughs> mm, yeah it we, nearly didn't happen we were doing the whole let's let's postpone let's postpone let's postpone then we, we might not get to do this till like 2025 in real life <laughs> so we're gonna do it online which is great um and we know how brilliant that works now because we've both done bits and bobs of online training mm. since this whole chaos started. So we've got the fabulous Kirsty Gilmore, producer and director extraordinaire. 
Olympics. Um, and she's going to just give us all of her golden nuggets about gaming. Exactly. She's She knows everything, everything. And Genuinely, also when she starts she talking, does. it's really hard to stop her. So it, we'll, we'll turn up at three o'clock and she's basically going to say everything you could ever possibly need to know about how to get more work in gaming, basically. And if you're already in gaming, how to make sure that you're recording remotely to the best of your and your studio's ability. And then at five o'clock, she's going to stop talking. <laughs> That's what's going like to happen. In a good way. She yeah, won't stop talking. Really amazingly great way. There is also one other thing that's going to be happening is that we're running a live masterclass as part of the uh, live episode. So people can... There's, there's there's two competitions, essentially. There's the competition to win the very last seven tickets that are available for this. And there's the competition to take part in the masterclass. And both of those bits of information about how to take part in that competition, possibly how to win those things, are on our website, which is www.thevosocial.com. So we shan't bore you with any more details about that. But if you would like those things, which you definitely do, um, do that. Go to the website. Can I enter the competition? No, you cannot. Oh. I'm very sorry. I'm a strict, strict taskmaster. Yep. Um, so to, talking of being very strict, uh, the, let's actually get to the actual point, which is that this episode is all about... So you're thinking of starting your own podcast. And the reason this is all happening is because our next main episode, like you probably know by now, is going to be all about the advent of AI and the impact it's going to have on our industry. And we all essentially know by this point, I think, that voiceovers are going to be, to some extent, one of the casualties of the technological revolution. And podcasts mm. are one of the ways we can use our very particular set of skills to survive. So, like, we know how to use the equipment. We already have the equipment. We know how to record remotely, how to present, how to edit audio, we're uh, creative people, we're entrepreneurs, so we know all that stuff that are like the basic key skills to be able to make a podcast work. And so there's this groundswell at the moment where more and more voiceovers are realising there's a crossover and have been looking for something to do as well while the industry has been all slowed down by the coronavirus. And also, if you look at the American version of the One Voice Conference, they have a speaker on podcasts that I sourced for them, who is going to do a brilliant job. She's amazing in like galvanising all that stuff for the people who go to the conference so it is completely happening right now and so we thought that it would be useful in terms of general podcast stuff that if you're thinking about doing your own one we could talk about what's gone well for us and maybe mm. that'll work for you too and I like first things first I think is is my main message is don't make a podcast that already exists oh my god so yes don't record and put out a series of long form interviews with other voiceovers because there are already so many of those podcasts in the world and some of which are done really, really well. But there's a lot. There's a lot. So think about your particular field. What can you do that no one else can? And the same goes for like the idea of training podcasts like if you're a voiceover and you want to like show off your skills you obviously you know a lot about voiceover maybe you could just tell everybody like how to be a voiceover and that's really great and everything but actually you've got a really sort of question like why you're in this what what what's the point of it yeah what do you want to gain from your podcast yeah so if you're if you if what you want to do is just you know use your skills and make a podcast that's not going to be a great way of getting, for example, sponsorship because there's already lots and lots of other voiceovers making podcasts about being a voiceover. And just the same as uh, if you were thinking of potentially getting voiceover work through it, then making a podcast about voiceovers that's for other voiceovers, like you're not making a thing for people that are going to employ you. So what is the point of that? 
Yeah, it's the same as being on Instagram and only following other voiceovers if you're trying yeah. to use Instagram for business. Yeah, and, and well, in any social media, like you can yeah. end up in a lovely, lovely, comfortable voiceover bubble. But what is the point if like what you're trying to do through your output is reach potential clients? Mm. Mm-hmm. So there are a few good examples right now. Um, one of them is Tales from the Tannoy, for example, which is a voiceover called Eleanor Hamilton, who is interviewing other voiceovers, but not at all about their voiceover work. She's found people that are the voice of inanimate objects, like the tills or whatever it might be, and spoken to them about their lives and things that have like dr- fairly dramatic things that have happened to them and how they've overcome great obstacles. And Nick, you've been listening to it a bit recently. What do you what do you think about it? What what it's, do you like about it? I love it because it's. Uh a conversation and ultimately that's what I like listening to when it's Mm. I know interviews are interviews and certain things have to have structure but there's something really lovely about hearing two people with lovely voices which let's face it (laughs) all of them have (laughs) have just having a conversation and and being very real and authentic even though I hate the word like you just it's remarkable it's quite moving, actually. It is. It is. Well, I had a tear in my eye on several occasions. And then there's mm. also another podcast called The Offcuts Draw. Now, we are going to bring you a section of an episode of Offcuts. Um, I'm just going to drink some water. I'm really dehydrated. I've been out by the sea um, today. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, I'm not drinking enough water. And so now I'm more like sticky, which is no good. Um so it's essentially uh, a voiceover called Laura Shavin interviewing successful writers about work that has never been published, that's got stuck in the offcuts drawer. And so she brings the writers in, asks them why they got stuck there in the first place, and then gets a bunch of actors to perform those bits of scripts. So whether it's um, a play, or whether it's a monologue, or whether it's stuff from their childhood, or whatever it might be, the actors perform it. And I think it's 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 I'm well I'm in it well so that's one of the reasons why I really like it but also <laughs> it is actually incredibly well made and obviously it helps that she already works in circles that means she can pull in really like great big name guests who are guaranteed to be entertaining but the concept itself stands alone and has been produced really well so we are going to play part of an episode of that in a minute but first let's talk about the things then that have worked for the voiceover social that might translate into whatever podcast concept you're currently trying to develop. Nick, can you remember when you first realised that what we were doing was a podcast? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it I started know. off in a really unpodcasty way, didn't it? I know. It? We've done it the wrong way around because we've not been able to do any clever podcasty launchy gaming algorithms thing. We've just kind of <laughs> no. accidentally become a podcast. So number one, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no. But <laughs> there are great ways, aren't there, of properly launching? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they are. Um what I think it was when we first had more than just us telling people about the social, wasn't it? So you decided yeah. to interview someone and off you went and you did that yeah. and then I think we called it more Maybe it became more than the podcast then. Yeah, it's it certainly started that way for me as well. But I think when I realised it was a real podcast, I'd gone to a little podcast camp oh, for a yeah. day um, for, with with a company called Spark Lab. And I'm not sure if they're doing it anymore, but it was really inspirational. We were just sort of doing it every few months and it was a kind of haphazard thing. And it still really was just kind of a way of drawing attention to the actual physical social that we were running in the pub. And so I realized on this day when I went to this podcast camp that actually if we upped our game and we did it every month and we started to bring all of it together and not just be a kind of random event that's happening somewhere in Manchester and some other thing that you can listen to on SoundCloud but actually focus it and that's what happened that was about about 18 months two years ago something like that and since then we've got a little graph a little graph of um, upward listenership Uh, so that's worked well and I think when we got like intros and outros and a logo and a website and all those sorts of things and for me actually there was one point where I went to a social event 
and a couple of people, it was in London and a couple of people came up to me and said, are you Nick Redman? And I was like, uh, yeah, why? Who wants to know? And they were like, oh, I listened to your podcast. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, that's when I got really excited that actually it was something that people needed and wanted to listen to because yes. random people had found it and listened to I it and that. felt compelled to come up and tell me about it. I mean, they could have bought me a drink, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you can't have everything, I suppose. Oh, Thanks for listening, I guess. Um, yeah. So I think probably there's there's some key things then that, that have worked for us since we realised what we were doing was actually a proper podcast that we should treat as a podcast. And one of them is be, like, dogged in our determination to make it happen like mm. consistency oh gosh, getting it yeah. out every month and um, not stopping talking about it and uh, making sure that we were striving as much as we could to get the best possible guests for the concept of each podcast and really going above and beyond each time to make it great because nobody owes you any of their time you need mm. to work for it and that's that's what we feel like we've done i think is made sure that what we're making is something that is valuable or at least diverting in a time of need. (laughs) And you do have to really be, um, like picky is not the right word, but you do have to really choose the people you want on and make sure they can add value to what you're offering because it's as soon as you start a podcast, people are like, can I be on your podcast? Can I be on your podcast? And they might be absolutely lovely and have interesting stories, but the chances are if you're doing a podcast in a particular niche, like for example we are, those people that might well get in contact with you are likely to be voiceovers with similar stories Mm. like about as far as where where they are with voiceovers. So yeah, you're right. be, Be really clear with yourself about what your vision is for what you want to achieve and if people come to you with ideas obviously be super kind because that's really lovely of them to to want to contribute but make sure you know what you want to happen out of your podcast keep your yeah keep the vision in mind and think of your listener and your target audience for sure but I think Leah the one one of the things that um also you have to do and I, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a total banker, but <laughs> sorry. It's Friday afternoon, guys. I have zero filter left. <laughs> um, is um, be real. Like, you can only put the most honest and authentic version of yourself out there consistently. It's too That's exhausting right. to mm. pretend to be some brilliant podcast version of yourself. Also, the issue with being voiceovers, and we're all so comfortable in front of a mic, but we're all comfortable doing very scripted, deliberate things, is that when you get in front of a mic, you just want to go, hi, and welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's it's about understanding that podcast is a different medium and that you mm. can be your croaky self or your um, like tired self or your excited self. You don't have to conform to whatever a client needs. It's your mm-hmm. podcast and it's your vehicle. The only like unique thing you have over everybody else in podcast land is you. That's literally it. The only unique thing you have is you. That's your USP. And you've got to make that work for you. Can I add one more thing um, that mm. I think is really important? You really have to like the person that you're doing it with if you're doing it yes. with somebody. And you have to really understand their personality and respect their skills because you spend a lot of time together and a lot yeah. of back and forth. And it is a very collaborative process if you go into it with somebody else. I've been witnessing my husband doing his podcast, uh, Tired and Skills. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, it's intense in a good way. The fact that we love it really helps and we love each other. Shut up. You're you're crying. Hi, this is Ralph Einstein and you're listening to The Voice Over Social.
I'm Laura Shavin, and this is the Offcuts Draw. Welcome to the Offcuts Draw, the show that looks inside a writer's bottom drawer to find the bits of work they never finished, had rejected, or couldn't quite find a home for. We bring them to life, hear the stories behind them, and learn how these random pieces of creativity paved the way to subsequent success. My guest this week is writer and actress Arabella Weir. Arabella first came to public attention in the 1990s as a member of the cult sketch comedy The Far Show, where her memorable characters included Insecure Woman, whose catchphrase Does My Bum Look Big in This struck a particular chord with the British public. Since then, she has rarely been out of the spotlight. A novel of the same name became a bestseller and spawned two further novels. She's also written a trilogy for teenagers and an autobiography called The Real Me is Thin. She wrote and starred in the TV series Posh Nosh, which paired her with Richard E. Grant, and she is currently playing Beth in the BBC TV comedy Two Doors Down. She's also been performing her live one-woman show Does My Mum Loom Big in This around the UK, and once lockdown is lifted, she will hopefully be back out on the road again with it later this year. Arabella Weir, welcome to the Offcut Straw. Welcome. Isn't it embarrassing listening to your own lead-in? <laughs> well, I wanted to clear it with you in case I said something that was terribly, terribly No, incorrect. it all sounds pretty accurate. Excellent. Well, my first question is usually, and will be this time, what does your offcuts draw look like? What's the equivalent? Are you very good at keeping hold of your old writing material? I'm very bad at keeping hold of it on my computer because I'm constantly deleting emails and thinking, oh, I better delete that file. So I'm very lucky in that my agent has a copy of everything. And as I discovered when you asked me to do this, I have kept a box in my office. And so, no, I'm not very good because once something has been rejected or kind of not flown, you know, namely no one's bought it, um, you kind of, it, it feels to me like it's got a slightly bad smell. And then mm. you go, oh, don't be the wanker that hangs on to the kind of, has anyone seen my <laughs> hot pants that I looked so bad in? You feel like, you know, when people go, no, you, they were terrible. Don't ever wear those hot pants again. So it feels a bit like you're going, oh, I'm going to trot out that script nobody liked. Um, <laughs> and so, yes, I, in fact, I, there were many more I could have put, you know, your way, um, except for they have been deleted, you know, forever and there are no copies of them. Um, uh and I also do think, as you will know better than most, comedy is such a kind of of the moment thing. That doesn't mean mm. that comedy isn't funny if you were, you know, Buster Keaton 100 years on or anything. It just means that some stuff you just think, oh, don't don't trot that out again. Um, mm. Anyway. So let's get started with your first off cut. Can you tell us what it's called, what genre it was written for and when you wrote it? This is called Does My Bum Look Big In This? And it's a theatre play written around 2001. Jacqueline plus cast are limbering up on stage. Jacqueline is at the back, trying not to get noticed. We hear Gillian the Nazi's harsh, disembodied voice. OK, who hasn't been here before? All hands shoot up except Jacqueline's. She shrinks, knowing that she is going to be asked to demonstrate an exercise. Right, Jacqueline, can you step to the front and show everyone the star jump? Jacqueline doesn't respond, studies her feet. Jacqueline! Jacqueline! Sorry, what? Can you come to the front and show us the star jump? I'm not... Uh... Come on, don't be shy, we're all dying to see you. Jacqueline goes to the front, painfully, reluctantly. OK, everyone, just copy Jacqueline. All right, on the count of three. One, two, three, and... Cue music. Jacqueline star jumps. The others copy her. 
They start very ragged, but by the fifth or sixth jump are in time with her. And rest good! Jacqueline talks to the audience. Don't worry. I know why she did that. I know what everyone was dying to see. Watch it again. OK, everyone, just copy Jacqueline. All right, on the count of three. One, two, three, and... Cue music. Jacqueline does her star jumps, but nobody moves. They're transfixed by Jacqueline's bum. Their eyes are glued to it. It's my bum, isn't it? Don't lie to me. They're watching my bum. They're watching that new shelf of fat above my buttocks and below my waist. They're watching it ooze. The cast does a synchronised oozing movement. They're watching it sink down and spread all over my bum. The cast does a synchronised sinking and spreading. I was waving down a taxi the other day. The cast does synchronised waving down of a taxi. And I got in the cab and I sat down. And the shelf of fat on my upper arm was still shuddering. The cast does synchronised shuddering with their (laughs) whole bodies. When will it end? And rest. See you next week. While the rest of the cast disappear, two of them, mother and father, advance towards Jacqueline and stand over her. It's not my fault, of course. I had the worst possible start in life. I had a mother and a father. So, a theatre play. Tell us more about that. Um, yes, <laughs> I, I'm uh, <laughs> a little bit stunned right, by that. Yes. <laughs> I'm, um, Is that not how you imagined it was? No, 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 no. Uh, I actually found that bit of funny. I was reminded, I haven't, obviously, I I am not a complete uh, narcissist, so I'm not in the habit of rereading my books um, or work of any description. So uh, I'd forgotten quite how sort of neurotic she was, Jacqueline. So there's a good example of a voiceover being incredibly creative about what podcast she wants to make and doing a good job of it. And I like and it. And well done you. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, were very good in that, that was also. Me. I was very good in that. Thank you very much. But you don't just do robot voices, do you? <laughs> Sometimes I also play um, Range. Mancunian gym instructors. Uh, that's true. And make sure you let us know when you've done your podcast and when your podcast is up and running and we can hear it. Let us know. Yeah. Oh, and we will put links to the podcast that we've mentioned in the show notes. So that is uh, The Offcut Straw, obviously, uh, and Tales from the Tannoy and Tiredness Kills, which everybody should listen to uh, when they're by themselves <laughs> with no kids around <laughs> dear god no or sensitive older or people anybody you respect <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i've been leah marks and i've been nick redman and, and we, we are, are the, the voice over social, social. together till the end of the world.